Hey y'all, it's Jenny McGrew and this is the Worship Leaders Collective Podcast. I just want to out loud acknowledge, Lord, apart from you, we can do nothing. Our words are just words. I pray that your Holy Spirit would inhabit our conversation and you would direct our steps. You said, acknowledge you in all our ways and that you would direct our steps. I love that. I love the confidence. We put our confidence in, in that, in that you are present. And for those that will hear our conversation, may it be something that really uh, hits them in their spirit and their soul and their emotions in, uh, in every possible way, God. So we, we invite you, officially invite you, and just pray your blessing on our, our time, our conversation. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Let's start the podcast like that today. That was great. Welcome, everyone, to the Worship Leaders Collective podcast. As you can probably hear, we have Paul Balash with us today. Welcome, Paul. Hi. <laughs> Welcome. I'm glad to be welcomed. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> well, what a way to start a podcast. Uh, we were just talking here and Paul's like, can we start with prayer? And, you know, who's going to say no to prayer? So I, I like that intro. There's a little bit of a different intro today. And I think we're going to mm. leave that in. So thank you. <laughs> that was <Okay>. wonderful. <laughs> well, I try to be aware of that, right? And there's so many things we do and, and I could go off on a tangent, but because I, I do believe in the last couple of years, that scripture would always haunt me when the Apostle Paul said, pray without ceasing. Mm -hmm. And like, okay, the picture I have in my mind is like when I grew up as a Catholic kid, like, all right, so does that mean we're like on our knees with our hands folded 24 hours a day? Yeah. What does that mean? Pray without ceasing. What does that mean? So definitely the last couple of years, it's like, no, trying to walk in prayer to where 24-7 our our inhale or exhale or all the ordinary stuff we're doing it's we're doing it prayerfully if yes. you will we're we're just mindful of um, it's unto the lord if you will you know like everything we do is kind of not trying to be overly spiritual but just it sort of changes things it changes the way we live our lives when we're just aware that we're walking with jesus 24 7 and praying without ceasing yeah um, it just, yeah. So to where we become like a prayer, our lives are a prayer to him, if you will. Well, totally. You know, it's not something that we do. This is who we are. I and him, he and me, you know, it's just John 15. Exactly. I was watching, um, we're doing a season of prayer and fasting just 21 days as a church. And so I'm watching Jensen Franklin, you know, who can preach on fasting, like nobody preaches on fasting. And right. he was talking about how he feels like with this next generation, prayers just become the emoji hands. <laughs> He's uh -huh. like, you know, I get these emoji hands. And he's like, what does that mean? Like, did you yeah. pray for me? Are you praying for me? Are you going to yeah. pray for me? He's like, yeah. I just hope before you sent that emoji hands, you got down on your knees and you prayed for me. Yeah. Or you yeah. sent those emoji exactly. hands, you know? So yeah. I, I appreciate what you're saying there. You know, it's just that being intentional. <laughs> and one last thing, you're right. I've caught myself the last few years when I say, yeah, oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. Well, we'll pray for you. And instead of saying, yeah, yeah, absolutely, we'll pray for you. I more and more catch myself. And if it's, if it's possible in that moment, I'll go, man, that's, do you mind if we just take, can I pray for you real quick here? Just, do you mind? Um, I say, do you mind? Because oftentimes in New York City, it's somebody that's like uh, 
our superintendent. It's somebody that I don't even know if they're a believer. And they're like, yeah, my wife, she's going through cancer and blah, blah, blah. And then I'm like, yeah, I'll pray for you. And, and then I'll catch myself and go, actually, do you mind if I just even pray a real short yeah. prayer for her right now? And then you go, oh, yeah, thank you very much. You know, thank you. And I mean, I'm thinking one particular. He's a Rudy uh, Hispanic. He talks like that. He has a thick accent. So right. anyway, my point being that, uh, you know, it doesn't take much to just in the moment and say like, yeah, well, we'll, we'll be praying for you. We'll keep you in prayer. It's like, mm-hmm. well, we'll keep you in prayer, but can we pray right now? Just I'll yeah. keep it short. Because maybe sometimes people are afraid, like, oh, my gosh, we're going to go off. We don't have to do a five-minute prayer. We can just even just – and we forget the power of being prayed for. Mm-hmm. Those of us church people, we sort of take it for granted. We hear people pray all the time. But a lot of people, maybe – yeah, a lot of people even that go to church, man, they just don't get prayed for, like, right. out loud by somebody. But they do hear those words a lot. Hey, I'll pray for you. Oh, thank you so much. Yeah, yeah, we'll keep you in prayer. No, but actually going, can I, do you mind if we pray right now? Yeah. Man, I find that the Lord really uses those moments. He uses those moments and he, he answers that prayer. And it's in those moments that um, God becomes effectual. Bible says prayers of a righteous man, woman, um, yeah. you know, become effectual. As it's that it's not, it's the prayers prayed, but then people are able to see that God is alive. God is real, you know, and then you know, when you're praying, when you pray for someone, maybe who's unsaved in New York or Vancouver, where we are, you yeah. know, wherever, that's an opportunity to, to have them see that Jesus is real. And maybe you won't see that prayer answered in that moment, but, you know, we can about guarantee that they're going to see something after that. Yeah. 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 I believe it. It's good. Well, Paul, thank you for being with us today. Um, I just want to back up a little bit. And Happy New Year, by the way. We've been so snowed in here, so we feel like we're just starting the year. Uh, it's been kind of wild over here, like on the West Coast, to get a lot of snow. But we have had a lot of snow. Um, so we're wishing everyone Happy New Year at the end of January. And uh, nice. kind of crazy. Um, but we couldn't help but notice this awesome song that we're seeing everywhere and singing called Behold Him. What a song. It's a, it's a, it's quite an anthem. And I, I, um, my husband was driving me to the airport. This was just right before Christmas. And this, it comes on because I think it was on the Wilco Christmas playlist and it comes on and like, we are driving to the airport and I am in tears Hmm. as behold him is on. And, and it was just, the song had such a reverence and it had such an adoration, you know, Hmm. Jesus, you know, Messiah. And it was, it was, uh, I think, I think what struck me is it was, I felt like it was just so rare to hear a song like that right now. And we need to be singing more songs like that. But I just wanted to ask you for a moment, um, what brought you to write that song? Or maybe what was an inspiration? Well, it was co-written with brother Mitch Wong. Okay. And uh, he's a keyboard player with Planet Shakers. Okay. And um, you know what's amazing is him and I have never met in person. Okay. And we wrote that just Love like that. right now we're on Zoom right here, this interview. Yeah. We were we wrote that over Skype over a few times and mm-hmm. uh um which is amazing. I mean, here he is in Australia and here mm-hmm. I am in in uh, New York City at the time and um but you know, the the scripture kind of comes from scripture in Psalm 41 where it says, uh, "Be still and know that I am God." 
We all know that scripture really well. Um, but I think more than ever in our culture, we were talking about how, gosh, more than ever. And I hear I'm especially in New York or in Vancouver. If you're anywhere near downtown, everything's like fast and moving and just changing and quick. And um, so much coming at us. Um, the, the thought I had was that we, we process more information in one day than our grandparents did probably in a whole year. Right. Easily, right? Just in terms of decisions we have to make and images and words that are coming at us either through social media or billboards or TV right. or media. So anyway, just the idea of like, oh, be still. <laughs> be still, just feeling the Lord in my own personal life. And Mitch was feeling that too, just to be still and know that he is God, that um, we a lot of our restlessness and our... our um, our, our activity and busyness is some, in some ways trying to control the outcome of every aspect of our life. And we're pretty much in control. And that's where our worry comes from. It's where our anxiety comes from. We're, because it's not looking like it's going to work out like I want it to. So it's like, uh, we're just uptight and intense and we just hold on tight. And yet the Lord is saying thousands of years ago through David, yeah, take a breath, be still. And, but it's not just be still. That's kind of almost a thing nowadays. There's a lot of pop psychology books out there about mindfulness, you know, and it's not a terrible thing, you know, but to be mindful and mindfulness is kind of a, in the zeitgeist. And yet the thought is like, it's not just to be still, like, although being still is a good step one, but be still. And then, yeah. then what? Well, don't just blank your mind like a Buddhist. <laughs> You know, like, let's say we get to blank our mind. No, it's be still and then turn your eyes Come on. and behold him. Yeah. Like as scripture says, be set your affections on things above. In Hebrews, fixing your eyes on Jesus, mm -hmm. the author and finisher, perfecter of our faith. Uh, set your mind on things above. All these, these are all admonitions from the apostle Paul. Yeah throughout the New Testament to not just be still and be quiet, but to make sure that our focus, because ultimately he wants us to be conformed into the image of his son. You know, that's, that's kind of the, the goal that God is after is as we behold him, we are made like him. So anyway, blah, blah, that's not a blah, blah, blah. Forget. No, I'm just giving you backstory. No, it's into, good. Uh, it's not a blah, blah, blah. It was a awesome. lot of that kind of stuff. And Mitch brought, a lot of great verse content as well that sort of got us started. Oftentimes when you're writing a song, you're thinking, how can we tell the gospel story one more time? Let's tell the story again. Let's say it again, but with new words, with fresh, how can we tell the story again with a fresh vocabulary? And so it starts at the very beginning. He who was before there was light walked across the pages of time. He who made every living thing, behold him he who heard humanity's cry left his throne to wake as a child he became like the least of us so the verse one you're starting from the very beginning of creation before creation and then you know to the point where jesus enters into our world yeah and then that first chorus jesus son of god messiah yeah. the lamb the roaring lion oh be still behold him and then the verse two is more again taking us kind of through when he is here on earth and then his death and his resurrection. And, um, so
so yeah, yeah. Anyway, that's that's kind of the story of how it's a mystery how you go back and forth and um, when you co-write. I love that dynamic of co-writing. Um, yeah, it's, it's every, awesome. every song off the new album is co-written. So. Yeah, it's a powerful tool. I've been doing a little bit more of that this year, and uh, just with Chrissy and her team and uh, hmm. awesome crew and stepping into that. Um, but hmm. what I what I another thing I love about Beholdem is it's just got this beauty and its power to it you know I think sometimes songs can be beautiful and sometimes they can be powerful but mostly not beautiful and powerful Mm. and uh, just for those who are listening today too just you know that's not just a Christmas song I think that I was looking at the lyrics last night and uh, could easily use that for an Easter song easily and uh, what an anthem you know and for an anthem for the uh, for the unsaved you know and for the lost to hear this message of behold him so thank you for sharing that Mm. so you travel quite a bit Mm -hmm. i think you see that a lot on uh, social media if anyone follows you and you're speaking a lot to all generations but to the next generation as well and i love that about you i love that there's mothers and fathers in the body of christ because i often say this generation doesn't necessarily need more leaders it needs more mothers and fathers you know and you definitely bring that spirit of grace to the table and you do it, you model it really, really well for all of us, you know, and we just, we honor you for that today. Um, Thank you. What is a message that you find that, you know, I think in different seasons of life as pastors, you know, as shepherds, there's a, seems to be a, a message that we seem to preach over and over again, or perhaps a question that you get asked a lot, which perhaps could become part of your message. What, what do you find that's coming up a lot right now that you're talking about? Well, that's a very good question. Too broad? No, no, no. It's a very good question. Very good question. Um, it's interesting. When we moved to New York, I kind of had all these preconceived ideas of like, oh, we're probably going to do this and I'm going to do this and we'll do this and we'll start this. And, and all those things just kind of didn't quite come about like I thought they would. And eventually after just trying to like, just get busy. My instinct was get to New York. All right, get busy. Let's go. Blush. <laughs> Let's go. Let's get busy. And, uh, I felt like anyway, two words, the Lord just said to me after I started could hear, he said, Paul, just, I just want you to be available. Mm. Just be available. And, and before you know it, just a lot of the leaders from like Hillsong NYC would be over here and we'd be having coffees or a couple of them would come hang out here, like Nathan Finocchio mm-hmm. um, was probably here more than most, um, him and his wife. And uh, he's he's such a fun guy, but uh, Chris Dabbs, and then some from Brooklyn Tabs, some friends from there, from uh, Trinity Grace, which is, you know, David Gunger, the band called The Brilliance, mm-hmm. and they're good friends. And, you know, and yet, you know, they're all different stylistically, way different the way they express worship and that's been fun to see and to appreciate and respect yeah. the various expressions mm-hmm. um you know somewhat i would call almost like a hipster anglican church you know yeah, like, it's, uh, it's a thing it's yeah which um you know it's I'm, I'm it's fine and then i'll maybe next week go to Times square church where just some friends there and man it's it's just awesome and powerful or brooklyn tab where woo you almost get yeah you're just like on the floor i mean these are people that have been saved out of the the worst of the worst their testimonies will just blow you away and um 
makes you think of that scripture. He who has been forgiven much loves much. Wow. Mm-hmm. You just feel it. And then, so all that to say, then there's Tim Keller. You love Tim Keller, you know, and yes. it's a bit more, a uh, little bit more uh, intellectual, mm-hmm. but it's still heart too, but it's very more, uh, very much an intellectual faith and he articulates that well. And so all that to say, gosh, for the first time in my life, I feel so, Oh, I'm one of those people that I used to rail against because I was so like same church for 26 years every day. Here we are, same neighborhood, same church everywhere in Texas, man. I'm I'm rooted and grounded. And then I come to New York and I feel like, you know, where are we going to church this Sunday? Because uh, or and I'm also on the road more than I have been in the past, more itinerant. And to answer your question then. So when I'm on the road, um, what are questions people are asking? Oftentimes, of course, they're looking for practical aspects to writing worship songs there there's a hunger to know you know how do you take a little idea that you get and how do you run that through Mm -hmm. the the craft of good songwriting and make it to where perhaps others can sing that idea Mm -hmm. so it's not just an idea you get from the lord but how do you craft it in a way that perhaps others could sing that with you so that's that's you know that's been going on for years i teach a lot on ministry to the lord um, based out of First Chronicles 16, I feel like that's a life message. And even on this album, I talk about uh, some of the interviews um, about how in this apartment building that we live in, um, I'm a little self-conscious because I have a neighbor right next door. So if I'm <laughs> singing really loud and, you know, <laughs> I'm afraid, you know, a little bit concerned that, oh man, he's home and I want to annoy him. So... <laughs> I discovered you go up the stairwell to the very top of the apartment building that we're in and there's the elevator room yeah. and there's all this machinery and there's, it's kind of noisy and it smells like grease because they have to keep the, everything kind of oiled up and yet nobody goes there. So it's like a great place. It's all cinder blocks and machinery yeah. and it's, and yet I love that I can just close that door and I can sing out loud. I can scream out loud. I can, and I'll, I'll open up the Bible, the Psalms, like a practice I've done for years and just kind of read out loud until I hit a line that strikes me and I'll just begin to maybe put a melody to that and just sing it with childlike heart, like not trying to write a song, but just sort of connecting with the Lord. So that would be my message. That's my message these days in the next generation that, You've got to do everything possible to keep your heart connected to the Lord, to keep your heart healthy in the Lord. And and we're living in an age where there's more distractions than there's ever been in the history of mankind. It's insane, the amount of distractions. And I'm not here to beat up on social media. I'm just saying... um, as good as it can be. It's just one of just one more thing as if life wasn't distracting enough. Now it's just like, Oh my gosh. Now every day we've got to check at least four or five of our accounts. We've got to check in with Instagram and Twitter and Facebook or Snapchat or TikTok or, you know, tomorrow, next month, it'll be a new one, you know? So it's like good grief. So I would say, you know, Oh, you have to be ruthless with, with your time. Your time is life. That's the, and so how you manage your time. So it's sort of spiritual and practical. And I just really challenge the next generation to, to be really mindful as they plan their week out, to plan those times to be with the Lord, as if you would plan a lunch with somebody or plan a dinner with somebody. Like 
treat God like a person, like, hello, he is an actual, he's a person. And so we have the opportunity to put in our schedule. Okay. Tuesday at 10 o'clock, I'm going to, you know, go down the sanctuary and I'm going to, for an hour, just spend time walking around the sanctuary with the Bible open. But anyway, I've talked about this stuff for years on, I'll throw in a, not a plug, but my YouTube channel, just go to my YouTube channel, Paul Balash or lead worship. And Mm -hmm. I've talked about this ministry to the Lord thing Mm -hmm. in great detail. And that's, that's kind of a life message that we can't lead others in worship. Well, sure. You can, you can fake it. You can get by, but, but long-term you can't lead others into something that you're not practicing yourself. That's right. And, and ideally our public ministry is an overflow of our private ministry. Mm -hmm. You know, there's a lot of those things that almost sound cliche and yet, but they're true. They're true. So, you know, that's, that's what I'm encouraging. The next generation is saying, wow, 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 wow. Like I I just desire for you to get, be able to think deep thoughts, you know, not 129 characters or whatever, but to think, and the only way you're going to do that is to, to get in the word and, and not just read it scripture of the day, but to study the That's word right. and Colossians three sixteen. let the word of Christ dwell in you richly. Mm-hmm. And like, what does that mean? How to, to dwell in you? Well, that requires like really getting quiet and reading through and, and uh, reading through slowly and taking notes. And, and use, we used to use a thing called a concordance. Do you remember those things? Right. And you'd, or I love also, mine. I've been pulling them out again. Right. <laughs> so that's a long answer to the question, no, it's, but it's a great yeah. answer. Yeah. It's a just, great answer. I did a podcast with someone the other day. It was on soul capacity. It wasn't with Wilco, it was just with our church. And, uh, and we we're talking about social media and, and again, not to harp on social media, but yes, to harp on social media a little bit is that we really need to be careful as Ephesians 5 says, not walking as fools, but walking as wise and careful what we allow into our life. Because one of the points that was made is if we're following and we're allowing everything in, then we're really not letting anything in at the same mm-hmm. time because yeah. we just, we can't have all of it. Yeah. We just, we can't. So we have to be so discerning about what we allow in and allow our spirit tank to get so full of Jesus, you know, like John 4, the woman at the well with Jesus yeah. is just to allow Jesus to saturate and satiate our thirst for him so that um, we're not trying to feed our soul, you know, and it, soul with the things that are, are not of the Lord because the flesh wants what the flesh wants, but, you know, but just taking that moment and even the first part of our day and, you know, if you got to get up earlier, get up earlier, but it, it, it'll change the, it'll change the course of your life. You know, it'll change, change the course of our year. We're on a new decade. We're in a new year, not just a new year, but a new decade. And, and things that you're saying are very foundational and people could be like, heard it, heard it, heard it. No, no, we need to, we need to hear it again. I know. Right. So it's a combination. It's a combination. Very good of, and and using Jesus as the example, because even in his busyness, there's so many times in the gospel where he's healing people, he's teaching, he's and all this and yet he turns to his disciples and paraphrasing like get the boat ready like get the boats ready because and even though there were still people that still needed to be healed there was a lot of need um he got in the boat and he said all right we're going off to the other side now like see you bye like he he knew how to have healthy boundaries yeah 
And you could say, well, why didn't Jesus just stay in that same place for weeks and just continue to heal every single person? It's like, well, there's a model for us that even he subjected himself to this, to humanity. And he realized I have some limitations here in this physical body and it requires to, to get away. So, and when he did get away, here's the two quick things that have really become a, so important to me. And I think the start of a new year, number one, he got away by himself. So he would get alone, mm -hmm. make sure you get that alone time. But number two, he was also part of community. He was part of this group, the small group of disciples that, and I think it's that combination, all of us, anyone listening, it's the combination of making sure that we're getting that alone time, getting still before the Lord, get ingesting scripture, getting scripture off of the page and getting it into our hearts, memorizing passages of scripture, those kinds of sort of practices, if you will. You could say discipline, but we've got to acquire these practices. But then the other side is not being a lone ranger. We have to be connected with mm -hmm. Jesus with the skin on, yeah. as, as that phrase was, right? Yeah. And so make sure there's at least at least one, two, three people in your life that you meet with on a weekly basis that you can be completely unguarded with. You can start off just like, hey, let's just pray briefly you pray together and say hey so how's it going how, how are things going and da 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 and, and we have to have that people in your life need that from you and you need that from others we can't be lone rangers so it's this combination of solitude alone with god but also being part of community yes and and being part of a big church and on a worship team doesn't count that's a that's just your role that's your mm -hmm. that's your job that's your like you show up you and it's an awesome role. I love it. I love to get to show up and good morning, church. Let's stand together. And But I'm talking about a couple of those. If you're a brother, then do you have a few brothers that can ask? You know, my pastor used to always say, it was awesome, actually. I would go off and do some, what I would consider some amazing ministry exploit. You know, like we went to India and we did five outdoor concerts and there was like 10,000 people in every city and there was ministry and there was this and that. I couldn't wait to get home and like tell my pastor all about it. And first thing he would always ask me like, Oh, Hey Paul. Hey man, good to see you. Hey, so how are you and Rita doing? <laughs> and I'd always be like, uh, yeah, we're, we're good. But Hey, so yeah, but do you want to hear about this ministry thing? And like, <laughs> it was just, you know, looking back, I just love the wisdom in that, um, that here I was wanting to tell about all this stuff. And that his, his, all he cared about was, how you doing, Paul? Yeah. How, how you doing? Do you mm -hmm. feel like you need to take a nap this week? <laughs> how are you and Rita doing? You feel like uh, you're away like 10 days. I think you guys, what are you doing this week? You and her getting away for a little bit? And it's like, uh, uh, well, um, yeah, that's, that's, I probably should. Yeah. Uh, so we need people in our life that, yeah. you know, just kind of nudge us. Mm -hmm. And uh, I have a professor like that. His name's Mark Buchanan. He's written a lot of books like on the rest of God oh, yeah. and Sabbath. Yeah. And uh, yeah. he's, he's that one for me. He lives in Calgary and uh, I'm grateful. I'm grateful. Um, mm. But we have to wrap up here in a few oh. moments. Um, but it just seems to me that God has, started this conversation with being still and this conversation just the whole thread is just rest don't get in a hurry seek first god or seek god first 
and everything, you know, your everyday relationship with Jesus Christ isn't something, it is everything. Yes. Everything. Yes. And don't compare yourself with others. That's the, that's the part about social media I dislike because we want to slow, we need to slow down a little so that we can learn to be, be still. And when we see sometimes social media kind of cranks us, cranks us up and we feel like we're not doing enough. Oh, I should be busy. Oh, I should do, oh, I should, oh, I should, I should, I should. Uh. And so, yeah, but not to go off on another tangent, but that's another thing I'm, I'm still learning. That's why I'm sharing it is, man, just be, don't compare yourself to others. Um, that's the, who said it? C.S. Lewis, I think, is comparison is the thief of joy. joy. Yeah. And boy, that's a prayer I'm praying for 2020. Is God restore to me the joy yes. of my salvation. Amen. Psalm 51. Yeah. Not, ha- not pleasure, not even happiness. There's all these books out there, but joy comes from the Lord. And the joy of the Lord is our strength. So I'm, 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 I'm more than ever... And it's not something you can buy. You can't go to Google or Amazon or whatever. You know, joy, <laughs> joy is a, amen. Joy only comes from the Lord. And so I'm saying, Lord, restore to me the joy of my salvation. Amen. So, Amen. Uh, well, why don't we end this with prayer? We started with prayer. And uh, why don't we pray for you? So, That'd be awesome. Yeah. Thank you. God, we're just so grateful that um, Paul could be with us today, Lord. And we just ask for a special blessing for him and his wife, Rita, Lord, in this season. God, we just thank you for everything that you've called them to to do, Lord, and to be, Lord, that your grace is just so sufficient, God, in, in everything, Lord, that you are there else to die. You are more than enough in all of it, Lord Jesus, God. And we just thank you that you are, you are even, as you're taking them lower to their knees, Lord, and on their face before you, God, that you continue to take them higher, God, that you're extending their borders, Lord, and even their tent pegs, God. I just thank you that, um, just as your word says, that we would run the course of your commandments for you shall enlarge my heart, Lord. And I just thank you that as large as their hearts are, God, that you would just continue to expand their hearts, for the kingdom, Lord, that you're giving them eyes to see, Lord, you're giving them ears to hear, God, and hearts to obey, Lord, tender hearts that just mm-hmm. continue to surrender before you, Lord, but that out of that surrender, God, that there's just a sound of surrender, Lord, to to every song that is written, Lord, to every everything that is spoken, Lord, to everything that is done, God, that that spirit of surrender is is transmitted, Lord, to generations, Lord Jesus, God, that we would see in, in this in this time, God, that it's it's all that we need is you, Lord, and you are everything, God. You are not just something, God, but you are everything, Lord. So I just thank you that you are bringing all of us this season to our feet, God. You're bringing us to our knees, Lord Jesus, face down to mm-hmm. the ground, God, and just saying, Jesus, um, we yes, need Lord. you. Just like the song says, Lord, I need you. Lord, I need you every hour. I need you, God, that that is the cry of our heart. That Amen. is the sweet place, Lord, that place of grace before your face, Lord. I, yes, Lord. I, I bless this wonderful couple. God, we bless them in the name of Jesus, God. And we just declare that only goodness and mercy will follow them all the days of their life, Lord. Mm. They will dwell in your house, Lord, with much praise and much thanksgiving to your honor in Jesus' name. Amen. Mm. Amen. Amen. Good. Thank you, Jenny. Yeah. It's funny you say that. There's a line, uh, the opening song on the new record is... uh, 
called What a Good God. I co-wrote it with Brenton Brown. And the second verse says, No wall can stop your kindness. No place your love won't find us. Mercy is right behind us. I've seen it every time. What a good God. But I just that idea of his mercy is right behind us. Yeah. Like, um, I love that picture of there's no wall can stop your kindness. Yeah. Um, no place that your love won't find us. Mm-hmm. Mercy's right behind us. I've seen it every time. Yeah. What a good God. Come on. Anyway, so good yeah, thank you. you. Thank huh? you. Thanks thank for you. thanks for everything you do to serve the worship community. I, it's, it's such a pure ministry like it's not something you're trying to do for your ego or you're you're not building any you're just trying to serve the community and be a networker and pull people together and let us hear from one another to hear from this stream you know it's ironic or interesting that there's so many streams kind of in the body of christ and oftentimes they they never they don't overlap we're all like running the same race and i look over and i go hey how you doing jesus culture (laughs) hey hey bethel you know i may never I may never even meet some of these people, and yet we're all kind of going in the same direction. But your ministry kind of allows us to, to catch a little bit of, like, to hear the heartbeat of this particular leader, or some of that stream. And, uh, and it's good for us to be exposed and to sort of what's going on outside of our particular tra- tra- uh, track or, or stream. So thank you yeah. for everything you do. Amen. Bless you, Paul. Okay. All right, Jenny. God bless you. Thanks for tuning in to another Worship Leaders Collective podcast. We pray that this episode encourages and inspires you in your journey as a worship leader and follower of Jesus. We also want to invite you to subscribe to our podcast and write a short review as this helps others find us. Don't forget to like us on Facebook and Instagram. And if you aren't a member of our Facebook group yet, we'd love to invite you to be a member of an online community that exists to be a resource to worship leaders from all over the world. If you'd like to know more or get in touch with us, check us out at worshipleaderscollective.com.